Welcome to the Living in a Body podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is episode five. I love crying. How crying helped me survive 2021. I'm Hal. I'm so glad you're here. There's a trigger warning for this episode. I will mention calls to a crisis hotline and I use the F word twice. Here we go. Enjoy. I love crying. I don't remember exactly how the story goes, but it stuck in my memory as being important. It was a hot summer day and I was driving home from Aldi in Stowe with the windows rolled down. At the stoplight on Fish Creek Road, I pulled up beside an old Toyota expecting to wait for the light to turn green. I glanced over at the car next to me and I realized it was my friend Daniel. His window was rolled down too and he was visibly crying with tears coming down his face. I'm not sure, but I may have said thank you. It may have just been a thought, but if I could relive that moment, I'd say it out loud. Thank you, my brother. I love you, Daniel. Thank you for being human. Thank you for sharing it with me in this unexpected moment surrounded by cars and strangers and heat coming up from the concrete. Thank you for showing me your tears. You have no idea how much it means to me. That would have been saying too much, but little did Daniel know that his crying in the car would stay with me for years. I'm an advocate for crying. Just so you know, I cried several times when I wrote that last paragraph. I deserve to cry. I mean, 2021 was a rough year for me. Sure, people keep telling me how inspired they are by my positive attitude. And yes, I'm finding ways to make the best of this one life, but it's been a year of loss and grief. I'm glad I cried as much as I did along the way. Truly, I appreciate the role that crying has played in my life. I'm so glad to be able to feel. The first major crash happened at the beginning of August. On Tuesday night, Kim and I were sitting on the front porch with the crickets. I was expressing to her my frustration with not being able to accomplish all the things that I want to in life. There just never seemed to be enough hours or days or years to learn all the technology, produce all the music, and build all the empires that are churning in my soul. It was a beautiful August night. Kim and I made a list of my passions of the week, and she suggested I focus on just three of them this week. That sounds like a great idea, Kim. Thank you. Good night. I love you. I took a night scooter ride into Kent and then came back home to practice the chuck-a-chucks before bed. A mosquito sprayer passed by my open office window and then I noticed that the ringing in my ears suddenly got louder. This was the first sign that something was wrong. I slept through the night and woke up to a whole new reality. Something in my body had shifted. Similar to April 1992, January 2007, and March 2013, some kind of switch got flipped. This crash was the first of a life-altering five-month-long series of crashes. It remains a medical mystery to this day. Myalgic encephalo-fucking-myelitis. Chronic fuck-you-fatigue syndrome. Each crash left me in a deeper state of illness, closer and closer to being bedridden. 
Every five to eight days it would happen in the same terrifying way and I have no idea what was causing it. It was like a chemical dump of adrenaline or some weird kind of neurological seizure. The ringing in my ears would suddenly get louder. My heartbeat would spike. I'd have a sleepless, adrenalized night, and the next day I'd be left feeling like a limp rag that had been through the ringer many times. I started marking the crashes on the calendar, and I started calling the local crisis hotline in tears. I was never suicidal, but at times I was very interested in figuring out a way to get my family to agree that a compassionate exit might eventually need to become an option. The first time I dialed 330-676-HELP, I was impressed by the operator's compassion. It's okay to cry, he kept saying over and over again. I'm here. That sounds very difficult. I know. I know. It's okay to cry. The conversations always ended with me promising that I would call again before taking any drastic action. I promise. My sister Johanna has played an important role in my crying life. For many years, she's been active in the co-counseling community or the reevaluation counseling community. When we have a session together, Johanna and I set a timer and we take turns listening, holding each other's complete goodness in our delighted attention. We're making up for all the times the well-meaning adults of our childhood tried to make the crying stop. In RC, it's called discharge. Discharge can show up as crying, laughing, yawning, talking, or punching a pillow. The thought is that after we discharge, we get a new perspective on reality. We're able to appropriately differentiate between the hurts of the past and present time reality. When I call Johanna, I don't have to tell her the whole story. I can just jump right into the discharge. Johanna, Will you listen to me cry? Yes, Hal, I will. She listens for a while, and then it's my turn to listen. If you don't know her, Johanna Walker is a bit of an emotional rock star in my world. One memorable crying session of mine was a couple weeks ago. As you may know, three college friends of mine spearheaded a wildly successful fundraising concert accompanied by an equally successful GoFundMe campaign. The funds raised at a love song for Hal have made it possible for me to pay medical bills, hire a caretaker, own an electric wheelchair, purchase a much needed stair lift, and make a large donation to the Open Medicine Foundation for MECFS research. For at least a little while, I haven't had to worry about the financial devastation that severe MECFS can cause. On this particular evening, I knew that we were approaching a significant fundraising milestone. So just for the heck of it, I hopped over to the GoFundMe site to check out the numbers. It appeared that within the last hour, three donations had been placed simultaneously, bringing us over this incredible milestone. The three donations were from my three dear college friends, the guys that had masterminded this whole extravaganza, Jerry, Stu, and David, it touched me so deeply. I lay there and wept in amazement and gratitude for their thoughtful scheming. I'm still so moved when I think about it. Things have balanced out a bit since the new year. 
For whatever unknown reason, my last crash to date happened on Christmas Day. I'm in a more stable place these days, but I'm still prone to crying and I'm glad for it. Ever since my dad died, there's been one surefire way for me to enjoy a good cry. All I have to do is start speaking aloud an imaginary conversation with my dad. It works pretty much every time. Hey, Dad. I know, son. been a rough year for me dad I know <laughs> I know it's not easy I'm so proud of you son <laughs> I know dad it's okay to cry I know <laughs> I know hey dad want to go on a bike ride with me I like that, son. I love you, Dad. I love you, son. <laughs> well, I hadn't expected... <laughs> I really hadn't planned on getting so emotional, but I guess it works. <laughs> it works every time. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye.